It's time to raise the roof for our 64th episode. Welcome, everyone, to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Right now, it is Alex, so me, Alex, Evan, and Gibby with you. Bree, we actually filmed an interview, or not not filmed, but we recorded an interview before doing this segment with Bree and our special guest, who we will introduce on that segment. So stay tuned for that. We have a lot of things to go over in this episode. Angel series, uh, Nat series coming up, Stanley Cup final, a lot of stuff going on, baseball in, 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 in the baseball world, and a bunch of other stuff, college baseball. Just a lot of things, a lot of things going on in the world of sports right now. Uh, quickly, if you guys want to follow what we're doing, Raise the Roof TV social media, RaiseTheRoofTV.com, uh, our website, and this podcast, we are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Raise the Roof, just look us up there subscribe share with your friends leave us a review quickly uh how are y'all doing uh evan you haven't been on a little bit yeah i've yeah, we, yeah i don't know i've just been i've been working a lot and other than that i've been good things been good yesterday kind of sucked but what it happens it, ha- it happens hey we got I mean, to see show here tiny hit a home run so that was pretty cool i bet i, I bet gibby <laughs> had a hell of a time watching that series oh the saturday game was pretty cool <laughs> I yeah, what, you what game did you go to uh the saturday game the 13 to 3 I saw the Zanino bomb. Zanino hit that. I've never seen a ball hit like that. It, it I thought it was going to hit the roof. It went over the third ring and then went <laughs> down. What was He's the apex of that ball? It was just so fucking high. I want to know what the apex <laughs> of that thing was. I wonder what was the exit velo of that? Th- or not velo, but launch I mean, angle. I mean, I mean, the exit velo must the, have the been. The fucking at- launch angle was like yeah. <laughs> straight up 90 degrees. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how it got. Like I swear to God, it was literally like ninety degrees, and it just went. I saw the ball come off the bat. I saw the ball come off the bat. I was like, "Oh, that's gone!" But like, it was, it was like going so high. Like the the angle was so high. I wonder what the hang time of that thing was. It's like a, it was like a punt. I was watching it for like thirty seconds. Like, (laughs) there's no way it was up there for thirty seconds. I it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. I think it might have been up there for longer than a punt is, and. That says a lot. Yeah, that. Yo, Mike yeah. Zunino should be a punter confirmed, but just Pigs hitting baseballs. Yeah, who, who who's the Bucks punter? I don't know. <laughs> do, do you know Gibby? Um, I, I shouldn't know. Here, wait. I'm gonna go look this up because because we gotta give name. the Bucks punter. No, I know his way. name. I know his name. I know his name. Wait. Uh, Bradley Pinion? Is that who it is? I just yeah, looked I like Zunino. Like yeah, I just looked up the putter and it said how old is Bradley Penny on it. And then it's just all these questions about Bradley Penny. Yeah. Shout out Bradley. Go Bradley. Yeah, you know, you, didn't have to, you didn't have to see him much this season, you know. Yeah. Hey, Bradley's the reason why the Bucks won a ring, confirmed. <laughs> Set in stone. MVP. Punters matter. Punters matter. But Punter- um, yeah, that that game was definitely a, a good a good game to go to. Um like you go down three two and then you just like bounce back eleven unanswered points. Pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Um. One, so, yeah. 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 Uh, so let's. And also, also. What? I had such a good time with with uh Jared Ward or Taylor Ward. Sorry, I had such a good time with Taylor Ward. Um, I was just in the outfield. Really, I I was really just you know I was giving it to him. <laughs> uh, one of my bits, one of my favorite bits I did was um. Uh, you know, they at the stadium they play the "If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands" song. But instead, after he dropped um, the one a Rosarena catch, I the one a Rosarena ball that got hit to him, very difficult catch to make. But I said, um, "If you dropped it and you know it, clap your hands." And he didn't clap his hands, and I yelled at him for not clapping. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he would clap his hands for that. Yeah, he didn't. But no. I think I think he was too embarrassed. Yeah, Rosarena in, in he uh, definitely was not a happy camper. Yeah, he was that. not. He and with not. you, Rosarena in left field was was just funny, dude. Oh, he, like he he just he just looking. He literally just looks at the audience and just like watch. He's a people watcher, definitely. <laughs> like, he wants people to talk. Like yeah, when like I he went turns to... a, he turned around and I gave him the peace side, and then he gave me like a like a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the game time. that you and I went to, Alex, against ba- in Baltimore, we like we were sitting in what is it left field, like back, but we moved up, and it was so easy to yell at like Randy. He would always look back if you said something to him. He's <laughs> always he's always looking to talk to the fans, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah, I was too far up for that. I, I didn't want to like at, at 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 that point with COVID, you know, like COVID regulations and protocols still in. I didn't want to like move up in the seats because I'm always the person to, and I I shouldn't like wrap myself out for this, but like I'm always a person to like get like cheaper seats and then move up in the middle of games. And I'm sure a lot of people do that anyways. Um, Especially for a baseball game where it's yeah. totally sold out. Like it's yeah, easy to exactly, do that. It, exactly. I try to you know I try to play it smart. 
and like that that one i was like i i'm just staying in my seat where it is we're good we don't have to worry about anything like the usher was extremely nice to us because we tried to do it early in the game and it didn't work and then we did it maybe in the sixth or seventh inning and she was like are those your two friends down there i was like yeah they are and she was like i'm gonna let you guys stay down there just don't be like you know like a head ass and such and i was like we will be very respect respectful <laughs> and it was a very good time randy was funny we will be very respectful we won the game <laughs> we will not shout out hey this this usher just let me in <laughs> everybody come down here <laughs> that's how it is that's how it is well 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 let's talk about this angel series so i know that the sunday game wasn't ideal but the race took two out of three which is the most important thing they won the series how did you guys feel about 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 what happened over the weekend um it, it's good to be back to winning series after you yeah. know i haven't really been on since um we were like seven games into a losing streak and then we come back with the boston series when two out of three out of that one um i think we were oh, on it was like a, a big series we were on like a four game winning streak before we lost this mm-hmm. sunday's game right yeah we were yeah yep. so yeah it, it's a huge momentum boost especially like i don't know like the the trop was like really like popping like brett phillips even said about it like like on saturday like with the i think that was the attendance record for the for so mm-hmm. far this season yeah it was like just um, under 17 yeah yeah pretty pretty good yeah so so brett brett commented on that about how it was nice to see everyone at the trap um and it was good good energy from the from the team uh the the first game of the series good game <laughs> you're straight straight to the point there <laughs> you you go you go down well, well, two zero. We went first, down two zero, I think. Yeah, first first inning, go down two zero, and then you bounce back in the in, in the bottom of the first, and give them give them three. So I, I I just like that response from the Rays, honestly. And and then we we get the run we needed in the seventh. I forgot who hit that one in. It was a loud walk, wasn't it? Or hit by pitch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it was. Bases loaded, hit by pitch. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it's. Yeah. So then, that was a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Sunday's game, we just kind of blew it, or the, the, the bullpen kind of blew it. Yeah. Sunday's game was Sunday's game was a less than ideal game. Uh, Evan, how did you feel about the series? So before I talk about the Angels series, I since I haven't been on in a while, I'm gonna talk about the seven game losing streak that we had. Um, I mean, no seven game winning streak is ever ever good, but that one felt like it was like fourteen game losing streak because one, I mean, we've been such a good team recently that it's like it's weird to see us lose two two or three games in a row, let alone seven. But the way we lost that man pretty much series. every single game of those series, except for the three o White Sox game, other than the five to one Mariners game was so frustrating because we would all it was the same game over and over again we would score early our opponent would have like a bit like a huge inning like a four or five run inning wouldn't do anything for the rest of the game and then we would come back slowly come back tie it and then we would lose in in extra innings like it would same literally that happened every game and it was like well what like our extra inning sucks like why can't we do anything in extras and why can't we win a close game it's very frustrating but um that eight to two win against the red sox was obviously huge that series that series was massive and we finally broke the five run thing we were on dude yeah we were on like like a six game thing except for the giving up giving giving up a lot of runs every game yeah Yeah, giving up a lot of run we would get five but then we'd give up like eight and then the angels series the angels aren't like the angels aren't bad like they're not a bad team they're Two games under 500. They're two games back from the Yankees are. Beat them tonight. Beat the Yankees tonight. And that was a good series win. Otani is a freak. I mean, I think that's been established for a long time. He's He's the best player. He's finally good. He's finally like, like this is, this is the peak of Otani. And I'm so happy that that we finally get to see it. That home run that he hit on Friday was hit probably 800 feet. Um, And then, and then the one on Sunday that he hit Oppo was like, I think like one of the furthest home runs that anyone's ever hit opposite field as as a lefty. He hit, I mean, he went for the cycle, but didn't get the single, which is nuts. (laughs) Like, if that, that doesn't make any sense, single. but and that would have been this that would have been the second cycle. cycle against the Rays. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the got cycle a cycle already. at the trop before. He's yeah. a, he's insane at the trop. And the trop is not a hitter friendly park either. Like you know what that not, means? Otani to the Rays. I think he likes. I think. All right, I'm gonna say this: Tokyo Dome and and uh, the trop are a lot alike. Yeah, that's a huge thing in Japan. A lot of the stadiums there are domes and covered stadiums. That's yeah, a big yeah, thing. And a lot of them Wander are just for like low-key. I mean, I don't know how good of a trade that would be, but mm. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. You're making we, we me gotta, think about it. He, he's we the gotta, only player that I would Wander ever give up, up Wander for, I think, though. Straight up. I would never give 
of Wander for another player than Otani. What think. about like Vlad Jr. or like no, because because like Otani pitches too, and he's a filthy yeah, pitcher. Like that, yeah, that's a good point. Like that's oh, what about Degrom? What are you talking about? <laughs> Degrom, the greatest hitter on earth. <laughs> I mean, Degrom is also a good hitter too, but he does. He's not Otani though. Like he's not. Yeah, Otani is superhuman. Like Degrom is a way better pitcher than Otani, but the fact that Otani is such a good hitter, but also an elite pitcher, is just. It's just I don't know how fair. he does what he does. It, it's it's insane. I mean, like I don't even hate it. Like I I wish I could hate it, it. But I'm yeah, like, I don't I don't get mad when he gets a hit. Like yeah, I should, I'm like, like he, got, he got some hits in the in, in, when I was at the game, and I literally was like, yeah, Shohei. Yeah, like, I'm just in shock when he, when he does what he does. He's like he is superhuman. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's taken way too long for us to actually like finally see it. But was he at 26 home runs now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's at 26 because he hit the one tonight. Yeah. Jesus Christ! And I didn't get to speak about Wander either, but like, did you guys have a feeling he was going to do that against the Red Sox? Like when oh, he stepped I, up, I to, literally called. I literally like, called it on the pod. I was like, oh, he's hitting a home run in his first game. Like, and when, just like in the game situation, we were down three runners on first and second. It was just like it was kind of just fate. Like he was going to do that. And <laughs> I also was, said he was going to bat three hundred though, and he has not done that yet. It's too but, bad. Yeah, no, give game, him, yeah. give him a sec. Give him a sec. He's going yeah, yeah, to he, warm like, up, guys. Like, he hasn't even played a week yet. Like, like come on, yeah. It's like when you up the the difficulty in like the show. Like, come on, give him a little bit. Yeah, he played in AAA for like half a, less than half a season. And yeah, he's he he's good. Yeah, but that that and that at bat. I mean, we already talked about it at length. But my goodness, Wander. It's too bad we lost that freaking game though. That game would have been so much better. Oh, that oh that eleventh inning obviously. after what happened in the tenth inning was so yeah. incredibly deflating. It was insane. And and I feel like a lot of people forget that we had bait, we had runners on first and second in the bottom of the eighth with no outs and we didn't score. Like yeah. Yeah, and then also Meadows looking at strike three right down the yeah. middle in the ninth inning. That wasn't good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, it was it was a good series. That's the most important thing is they took yeah. the win. Uh two straight series wins is the most important thing. It actually leads me to something that is currently on uh ESPN right now. I'm watching the uh midnight uh edition of Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt, who if you guys don't know is the best, and you guys should totally watch the midnight and Sports went Center to Maryland. Well. He did go to Maryland, damn straight. Also, shout out Lamont Wade Jr., former turf, who had a home run off Bauer today. Who? My boy I did not know that Lamont Wade oh. Jr. He had a home run off Bauer. Yeah. So shout out to him. But uh, right now they're showing the highlights of the uh, of uh, game one of the Stanley Cup final. And, uh, you know, yeah, well, that was... you know, maybe maybe a team in uh, in Tampa Bay might be in it. The Tampa Bay Lightning uh, came out with Tampa a five one win, five, five one was, win over the Habs. Crazy. Big like and, and the the one goal they got was a double deflection off of two of our players. <laughs> Who? Oh wait, am I about to see it? Some crazy ass deflection. Who? Wait, I'm about to see it Good right point. now. Like, it was the score, did he? Point finally didn't. Score. Oh my god, it was a double deflection. Jesus Christ, that was so uh, that was weird. I think I think uh, I think they just showed Sergachev on the highlight, and he was just like, "What the hell?" Sergachev also almost killed someone. <laughs> he, I don't know who it was on the Canadians. Ooh, but man, someone that, got slammed on the ice. Today. Yeah, by by Sergachev. It was Sergachev's like drilled him into the ice. I don't know who it was on Montreal, but no. But like, wasn't there also a guy on the Lightning who got decked? Like, yeah, like got it was, decked. It was and... a chippy. It was a chippy third period. Yeah, it was a very. Oh, I th- I think it was Gallagher, right? Who got fucking. It I might have no been pole smash. I mean, he had a huge cut on his forehead. Yeah, it was classic. Yes, hockey. I did see that. I did see that. It was a I classic mean, hockey, hockey image. Classic like, hockey. Just bloody I, face. I think and the he's lightning. Like, I think Coleman didn't not. I I don't think Coleman knew that. Oh yeah, wait. I'm seeing it right on. now. It's uh, who was it? 80, 86 or eighty eight? Who 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 are those guys on Tampa? No, it must have been eighty because I think I think the first one was eighty six is Kucherov, right? Yeah, eighty six is Kucherov. Yeah, so I think it was Kucherov that put him down on the ice. No, it was definitely Sergachev. Sergachev put him down. What, what's his who... What's his number? What's Sergachev's number? Isn't it eighty eight? No, it's ninety eight. Oh, maybe it was Sergachev. I don't know. There was an eight on the jersey, so I, I didn't like get a chance to, like watch the entire game, but I just saw the highlights of it. He's number. He's number ninety eight. Yeah. Okay, then maybe it was him. But a yeah, very dominant. I mean, Point had three assists. So you're talking about him not scoring. He had three assists. So I think he made up for I mean, it. Oh, I mean, I'm. I was I was being sarcastic because I feel like he scored in literally every game this postseason. I mean he's I mean he's had like eight or nine straight. Uh, I think he's had a goal in like eight or nine straight. He's games. certainly scored a lot against the Hurricanes. I can tell you that. <laughs> Did not like that guy at all for 
the week and a half that we played the Lightning for. Well, that was a, I mean, that that was a very dominating performance. Yeah, it it was. I mean, it was pretty close the first, like, it it was close and then it just, they blew it. The Hurricanes were better five on five, I I think a thousand percent, but the Lightning are just ridiculous on the power play, and that's the difference. The Lightning were ridiculous in every stretch of the game. Well, I mean, yeah, they were great. I mean, they're Stanley Cup winners for a reason. So annoying. All the stuff with the like, like, like all the excuses people are giving up. Like, just shut up. You lost. It is them. annoying though. <laughs> like, it is. I mean, I'm not giving them excuses. The Lightning are ridiculous, anyways. But yeah, <laughs> it is. You. It is. I understand where people like get frustrated about the cap issue because. But I mean, they're the best team, anyways. I think. So. Yeah. No. They. They were. They were the best team last year. They're, yeah. They're, the they cap be. is cap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, I think I think with that, uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break, um, and we'll be right back with our with our featured interview on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Today with us uh, on this latest episode, we have a special guest. He is the current uh, public information officer for the city of Treasure Island. Used to be uh, worked worked with the city of Clearwater, worked in local television in the area. Uh, Jason Beisel. Uh, Jason, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, we have you on because for those that don't know, uh, June is Pride Month. Uh, Jason, you, know, you are you are a proud mm-hmm. member of the LGBTQ plus community. We wanted to talk to you, obviously, about the raise and also about your experiences as a member of the LGBTQ plus community with, within the world of baseball. So thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, first off, how are you feeling about the raise this year? Because, like, I don't know. This team has gone it, – it seems like it's gone in 15 different ways, but – I mean, we're making it through. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I started out with high hopes for him because, of course, last season getting to the World Series and everything. But every year you've got to, you know, do deal with, you know, the trades and uh, different player issues because of the Rays organization, the money they spend and the players they can have and things like that. But I was surprised. They've actually they started out um, decent and then, you know, they became they started winning. Uh, more in a row and now they're back in their slump but when you play 162 games you're going to have your slumps and so I just think uh, it's just one of those things that'll work out and I think they'll continue to do good and I think they'll continue to win the games that they most need to win yeah definitely let's let's hope that that happens Um, I was curious about uh, your takes on how the Rays are going to try to figure out what to do with with the absence of glass on the rotation obviously that was a huge blow to the pitching side of things but i wanted to know do you think that they're going to try to make any moves at the deadline or are they just going to kind of stay par for the course let things flow uh, and kind of wait until glass comes back i think they'll wait till glass comes back because uh right now what they have seems to be working most of it's not mostly their pitching i see that they're having uh major issues with it's a it's the inconsistency in the uh batting I mean, you get a lot of the home runs uh, from the Rays, especially Austin Meadows is on fire this year. Um, Brandon Lau's doing pretty decent. He's one of my favorite players. And, but I think don't see any big moves uh, that the Rays would be doing. But as usual, the Rays surprise me almost every year. You know, so uh, they always have something up their sleeve. They're, uh, but And that's what continues to make them good because they've got to do, as we all know, they got to do things differently than the big name teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and things like that because of money issues and uh everything else that they work with. So it wouldn't surprise me if they decided not to, you know, decide to make a trade, but I think they'll wait it out and I think they'll stay to par. I honestly do. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about Wander's debut? Cause I know, I know we talked about that last episode. <laughs> we were all like, I, it, it was all like a moment of shock when he hit the three run. <laughs> But I wanted to get your your thoughts and opinions about about that game. It was it was, it was pretty awesome. I mean, uh, we've been waiting for Wander to come up, and uh, you know we you know we watched him you know spring training, watched him uh, you know in uh, Durham, and been waiting for, for him to come up, and he gets up here, and I just don't think there's any better way a young player can enter you know their first MLB game and hitting a uh, home run like that. So. I think it was amazing to get him started, to get him knowing it got him all over, you know, where uh, people are in the sports world who, you know, ball baseball and things like that already do know who he is. But this just made him knowing. The only thing I'm worried about is, is he going to get so good that we only get him for, you know, <laughs> until he's too good. And then the Rays have to trade him away because they can't afford him. And that's why I have a, you know, I always like get excited about a member, but I'm like, you got to do it this year or next year or something before they get traded away. It seems like, because uh, that's just, you know, how the Rays have to work. And uh, I'm very excited for him. I'm very excited for what he brings to the team. And I think he's going to be a great asset. Yeah, I completely agree. Bree, um, you want to talk quickly about the lightning? 
We, and since, since we have Jason on, obviously both y'all have both y'all have game one on in the background right now. I don't know what the score of the game is because I'm currently outside and not watching the TV. How, how are up we 1-0. We're doing good. Oh, they're up 1-0? Yep. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I think the one sport I'm still trying to learn a lot about. Uh, I'm mostly football, baseball. And I, I quit so much with basketball because I'm just not an NBA fan. But uh, uh, hockey, I've been watching. I didn't watch a lot of it. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, so uh, you're either a Blackhawks fan usually up there, but I didn't watch a whole – hockey wasn't that popular up there, so I'm just now getting to know it uh, down here and getting into it. <laughs> Have you ever been to a game down here? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> That's the best part. I think it's so yeah. much more fun going to the game. And I was lucky enough a couple of times to go up into the uh, Chase Club, and nice. that's just an experience – like everybody should have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the lightning no, fan wait, experience is just I do not out have of the park. luxuries living in New Jersey. Let me tell you, it's just <laughs> the closest team I have to me is the Flyers. And I've been to a few games that I am a Flyers fan, but I like I'll support the lightning, the lightning on my two because I mean I can't yeah. I can't not support Team Tampa Bay. So pawn pawn for this series. I mean, I mean, as the as the jokes say, the winner gets the raise. So god damn it, please let it be. <laughs> Uh, also the most annoying that, uh, in the history of uh. <laughs> it's going to give me an all just all this talk about montreal you know the rays <laughs> and all that it just Ooh. it's going to give me an awesome rant. i mean i feel like we've been talking about the rays moving and all yeah. that for so long and i i i did owner Stu. i just have no clue you never know what he's going to do so nobody does he comes up out of nowhere and he's like wow look proposal no yeah. exactly <laughs> it'll be like the middle of a nice winning streak everything's going well and he's like yeah guys i think we're getting closer to moving and we're just like why exactly. now Let's just please shut up <laughs> like attendance starts going up a little bit and then he does something ridiculous to get people yeah. all mad and close down the extension on the uh, <laughs> uh on the bridge we don't need that anymore keep the attendance no, definitely. All out. <laughs> yeah. but i am a big i do i know this is off subject but i do think the race stadium can work here in st pete i mean i live downtown st pete so i'm a little biased <laughs> but uh <clears throat> i think it can work i think with transportation options coming up more people moving to st pete I seriously do think it can work, but I know where others see where it needs to be in Tampa and where it may not be able to work. So I can see both sides, but I still think they can make it here. But that's just my bias. I will opinion. say the area around the trop. I mean, I hadn't been since 2019 and I went oh, recently wow. and I was like, wow. Yeah, because the last game I went to was the game four of the ALDS in 2019. And I went a couple of weeks ago and I went this week and I was like, wow, like it's changed a lot. <laughs> it's blowing it up, great. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It looks awesome. And it just continues so. to grow up in that area. And as they redevelop that area too, I just think it, I think it would be a good home for them. But and like I said, I'm biased. So that's I know that's off subject too. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have any experience. I the, the majority of the games I go to are Phillies games. So but I the last time I went to the Trump was twenty sixteen. So I'm I'm assuming things have changed drastically. Lord <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. I hope. <laughs> Still the trot, bro. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank goodness. I'm glad. I'm I glad. I had my fair share of working with the Phillies yeah. by working with. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. I, didn't even hear I had my fair share of. Oh, I said I had my fair share of work when I worked for the city of Clearwater. I had my fair share of working with the Phillies yeah. organization. Best spring, a lot. Best spring training stadium. That is. Yes. That is, that is a complete fact. <laughs> I'm sorry. There is nothing that beats. It's still Bright House Field to me. I won't call it any other name because. <laughs> but it was Bay Care Ballpark now. Yeah, Bay, yeah, Bay Care Ballpark. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. whatever. But yeah, so Jason, I wanted to hear kind of your experiences as a member of the LGBTQ plus community within the world of baseball. Did you feel ostracized at all when you were going to games or like for you, is it just like any other experience like, like the casual baseball fan? I really didn't feel ostracized. I came from Indianapolis and you grew up, my whole family are Cubs fans. I grew up watching the Cubs. Uh, I went to school in Southern Indiana. So that's where you had a lot of the Cardinals and the Reds fans. So Indiana had its mixture of fans because we didn't have a baseball team other than the Indianapolis Indians growing up. But I came down here when I moved down here, a couple of the friends I met, they're actually gay men and they're huge sports fans. One used to play football actually. And so <clears throat> I didn't pay much attention to the Rays before I moved down here about 2008, right after the Colts won the Super Bowl, 2008, I did not pay much attention to raids. And I moved down here and I was working in the news and I started, you know, then they went to the World Series with the Phillies and I started watching them more and more. And I really liked the organization. Um, and just, I know it's just a small, you feel more part of that organization because it's such a mm -hmm. small 
town exactly. type feeling, I guess you can say where like, you know, a Yankees fan or something is huge. And so I never really felt, you know, uh, ostracized by the community. I would go there. Um, I'm not one who wears though my, my gay card on my sleeve, you know, it's just a part of me. It's not like I make everything a gay issue because I just being gay, it's just a very small part of me. So knowing these friends and having these friends and these gay friends who's also into sports and used to play sports and started taking me to raise games and things like that really, you know, opened the door for me to become a race fan. I really never felt anything different about being a race fan. I never felt, you know, uh, you know, like as a gay man, like I, I, I get a lot of, you know, I get a lot of my other gay friends, who know, nothing about sports and, you know, they will just be like, how do you like sports? Or are you just trying to be like, the straight man on the street and get along with the straight <laughs> man, you know, because you're watching sports. I'm like, no, I actually really like sports. I love baseball. I love football. And those are the two main sports I follow. And I, you know, I, I've had a great experience with them and also, you know, off subject, but a great experience being an Indianapolis Colts fan. So, I mean, it's just, to me, I haven't seen any, you know, really, I know people, there's different jokes that go around why gay men watch baseball, but I just <laughs> throw those to the side. Yeah, I'm sure you can figure out some of those yeah. jokes. <laughs> so I was going to ask in terms of your perspective on both MLB and NFL and how they've approached the, um, you know, the, the LGBTQ plus community in general. How have you seen it? How have you seen things develop? Where, where was it before? And where has it been now? Do you think that it's really gotten to a place where, you know, these leagues are becoming much more accepting of of all fans regardless of you know know, race religion color creed sexual orientation any any kind of stuff like that yeah uh, definitely i mean you used to not have pride nights at uh football games or uh or baseball games or anything i know i don't believe the race had one this year probably because of the whole covid thing but uh you have i never had those and you never really talked about pride or gay or anything when you went to sporting events or anything like that and these sports organizations never really discussed it or celebrated pride and now you know sometimes I think they go a little overboard to be honest with you but I mean so now they uh celebrate it they're open to it I mean you got the first you got a you know the what's his name in the uh with the Raiders who decided to come out he's felt comfortable coming out and you know the NFL and he seems to be comfortable around his teammates and things like that I think you'll see more and more come out and I think you'll see some baseball players come out I'm sure there's I've been inside a locker room uh, major league baseball especially the race locker room when I was in news I'm sure there's some crazy jokes if you're a gay man in there but I'm sure there. are I don't know. I'm sure it's all for fun, but I don't know about today's world. You know, you got to watch what you say and watch what you do. So um, I think it's become much better and I think they're getting much better. I think they're reaching out to uh, the LGBTQ community even more. And I'm seeing more of my gay friends and people I know gay people actually start embrace sports a little more just because this team's decided to celebrate pride or do things like that. I know that's probably not a good reason to go root for a team, but I'm seeing them take a more interest in, you know, some of these sports because they're recognizing their type of lifestyle that they live. That's great. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. What, what sort of role have the Rays played in all this? What, how have you seen them, um, you know, evolve over the years when it comes to celebrating pride uh, in, in the Tampa Bay community? I think one of the most, I don't want to say profound because profound is a big word, but uh, the day um, after the uh, Paul shooting, um, I went to the pride game at the trop and that was actually a really i don't know what type of experience right like i'm not gonna lie i, I had tears in my eyes so how they dedicated that uh, game to the paul situation how they went about celebrating pride how they uh you know just made fans feel comfortable made the gay community feel comfortable because they knew a lot of gays would be there they even lowered their ticket prices for uh, i think it was five dollars a ticket to go to the game and so I've seen them just open their doors more and more. And uh, the Rays have one of, I think, the best social media teams in the game. But whoever runs their social media, it's great. uh, And so I think they do a great job of just embracing this community and just opening the door. But I think they're opening the doors to everybody. They embrace all kinds of causes. They're just, I think they want people to know they're open. Come watch the Rays. The camaraderie you see on the field from the Rays, the Rays organization minus maybe the owner sometimes, but um, you just see how they're a community, how they reach out to their community. And um, I just, like I said, I think it's just going to get better. And I think it's gotten a lot better because as I said uh, earlier, I 
you never even heard of pride or gay things at a baseball game or a football game. And now in the month of June, you do hear it. So it's actually, it's actually, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not one who goes out and makes a big deal about pride. I, it's great that they have a pride month, but it, now I'm seeing it, you know, where the Rays do it and uh, other uh, teams do it. Like the lightning, I know has pride night too, as well. So it's, it's great seeing it. It's, it's nice to see that they're opening you know, they're letting, it's making them gay people feel more welcome because growing up, I, I was closeted gay until I was probably like 26, 27 years old. And my brother was the football baseball star. And so um, growing up in that and having to hide things and, you know, just trying to lead life or trying to get accepted. And then now you come into the sports world that's now starting to accept you. It's actually, it's a, it's a really good feeling. And I think it's going to bring in a lot more fans as well. Yeah. I wanted to, um, uh, to talk about that, um, about that game uh, after the pole shooting. And now I know that we posted about it on our Twitter account, just like, and, and I remember it at the time, just how crazy um, the, the amount of outpouring of support that Rays fans and the Rays community gave to that. And obviously you were there for it. Were you expecting that from, from what had mm -hmm. happened? I mean, it like, from what I remember, I, and, and pictures also do it. I, I don't even know if pictures do adjust it, but like the entire situation for how terrible of a tragedy that was, and, and, it, and it's absolutely disgusting what happened. And it's, it was insane the amount of outpouring of support that that Rays fans really showed that night and people in the area really showed that night going to the trough. Yeah, it was, I was shocked. And I would, you know, I figured they would mention something because, I mean, the shooting, I mean, it happened right down the road in Orlando, of course. But uh, I figured they would pay tribute to something. But the, how they went about did it, I think they had a gay men's choir out there singing uh, and the way they remembered the victims and the way they honored, you know, the community and showed their support for the community. I know my friends there and i know just people looking around there were tears in their eyes and things uh i know that sounds maybe kind of corny but there was and it, it, you felt the emotion in that stadium at that moment um and i think the players on the field felt it i think everybody there felt it and it was an amazing job of what the race organization did because i believe it was that weekend or the weekend after was the pride parade or something down to, so there was all the talk about security at uh, st pete pride and all that stuff with what just happened in Orlando. So everybody was already on edge. Everybody was trying to deal with it. It's because it did affect this community a lot since a lot of people knew the people in Orlando and a lot of people have been to that bar in particular in Orlando, especially if you're in the gay community. So what the Rays did was actually, I, I believe it's, it was, it was a great example, a shining example. I was, I was pretty shocked that they did all that for the, the LGBTQ community. It was good. It sounds like because you know there's a lot of stuff that's <clears throat> just like performative going on but like mm -hmm. that specific example especially the one thing that stood out to me was lowering the ticket prices that kind of shows mm -hmm. that it wasn't just you know we're just doing this because we feel obligated it's like a real yeah. we want to embrace that community type thing so they weren't trying to make money off it especially yeah. they were like we want to bring people in we want people to celebrate um pride but also remember the tragedy i have to remember the people that were affected by this especially in this area as well so yeah i agree with you the five dollar tickets was i think it sold out right away when they had the five dollars mm -hmm. tickets so it was pretty good and they gave you a shirt i believe i still have it it's a black and it says pride and it's the ray star or whatever so they gave you a shirt as well so i mean it was it's great it was i was pretty impressed like where where does where where do we go from here uh, obviously we're at this point right now um things have really progressed in the world of sports when it comes to the lgbtq plus community where where do the you know where where do we go from here? well i think if we continue on the path of what we're on i i, th I want to be a little careful on how i say it because i think some cater too much um yeah. to different causes different you know, like, okay, pride or other causes. I think some sports, especially the NBA, uh, caters too much to certain things. And I'm just, I, I don't see doing that. I think you're going to lose fans. Then you are going to bring fans instead of bringing them together. And everybody's so, I mean, I know we're on a podcast. So I'm not sure how much I can get away with, but <laughs> Go for everybody's it. so like, damn politically, you know, so politically correct. And it's just, and so now these sports organizations are, they're, they're embracing like LGBTQ communities. They're embracing all kinds of ideas, but then it's still not good enough to some people. And they still got to do this. And they still got to do this. They still got to, and it, you know, if we continue down that road, it's just going to backfire, I feel. And we're going to be back to square one where people are just going to hate each other just for the way they look, because it's, that's where we're getting to and trying to, nothing's ever good enough. It's always, you got to do this. And we're always striving to be better. That's the main goal of, you know, us as Americans and this humanity. But I think, 
baseball is doing it in a way that is professional. And I think they're, the way they're going about honoring certain organizations and certain ideas, I think they're, you know, they're putting it out there and saying, hey, we support you, but they're not here. Let's shove it in your face. Like the Rays, I was glad. I, I don't think, well, I think they did. But when everybody starts changing their colors to the rainbow colors, I, to me, that's just funny. <laughs> but that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. about that because it's like for a month of June we'll change it to those colors but you know it's are you really supporting the LGBT community because you put a rainbow flag up or you put a black box up on your social media or anything like that for another calls or anything like that I, I don't see it but that's just my opinion but um, I think they're doing great and I think if they just continue just to you know reach out as they do have their pride event you know have a pride game and just continue that way and not make it a you know this I don't know, trying to please everybody. I think they'll, I think we'll be in a good spot. Like, did I word that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like you want, you want it to, you want to embrace that community, but you don't want to focus so much on them that they become different again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I grew up, I'm still, I still go to church. I'm a Christian. I go to church and uh, I grew up in a church. And when I first came out to my mom, she, she's always loved me and accepted me, but she just couldn't, she was having a hard time accepting that I was gay. But she learned about it, prayed about it, and she she's one of the most accepting people I have. And so when someone, when a gay person comes out and says, you know, well, this person I like because they don't like me get married or this, and they automatically call him a bigot and start name calling him. I'm like, if you think that's the way you're going to win someone over to your side, then you're completely wrong because it puts them on the defensive and makes them want to defend themselves. And so they're just going to fight with you. And so I see people who are not accepting of the gay community yet. I'm like, that's, you know, it's maybe how they were brought up. They don't know enough about the gay community. They haven't been exposed to it enough, but to call them a bigot and just shut them down and say, shut up, you don't have a place in society or, you know, things like that. I just, I don't see that. I would rather embrace somebody uh, and let them get to know me and just realize I'm a gay man, but it's just a small, you know, it's a small part of my life. It doesn't define who I am. Now, I, I wanted to ask, are there any um, really good organizations um, that are associated with the LGBTQ plus community within the Tampa Bay area that, um, you know, and are, are pretty prominent that that people could, you know, if, if they want to learn more, they could go to these different places and read up some more things, do some more research on their own? I want to name the place on Central Avenue. Uh, I, I'd have to get, I, I can't think of the name right now. Um, it's something house. They have a... Uh, business there or an old house they turned into like a cafe type place for the welcoming into the gay community especially ones who have kind of been kicked out of their homes or something because they came out and they do great work and you know supporting the gay community and helping the gay community out and i think they really uh from what i see from people who's been there like i said i'm sorry i can't remember the name but um they're really good other big organizations i'm you know as a gay man i'm not personally or, you know, like the big ones, like the equality and all, because I think they're more now of a political organization than they are, let's help the LGBT community. They're more of, let's help these political candidates. And that's not what I think, that's not who I think needs to be helped are political candidates. I think, you know, the LGBTQ community needs to be helped and people struggling, you know, suicide or things like that, not hey, we're going to support this politi- or this party or this party because we think that's the one. And if you don't support it, then, you know, you shouldn't be part of our organization. So a lot of those bigger gay organizations, in my opinion, have turned from helping the gay community just to be an, you know, an advocacy group or, you know, politicians. And I'm just, that, that to me, I think that loses me. But that's just, but the one on Central Avenue, if people want to look it up, it they'll know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's right Central there. Central Avenue, Central it looks Avenue. like. Metro LGBTQ Welcome there you go. Center. That's it. Yeah, I did. It. I actually did go. a story on that place when I worked for a TV station here when they first opened and uh, interviewed the uh, organizer. And so that's how I got introduced to it at first. But they've continued. They've continued to grow. And I always go in there and, uh, or run into their people. And, you know, they do great work. And I think uh, they're accepting of everybody. and They will help you out. And if you're struggling as a gay person, that's a place to you know you can go and seek some help and find community where people like you can help you out and help lead you on the right path awesome well mm-hmm. jason thanks so much for taking the time to come on if people want to follow what you're doing um uh with the city of treasure island and on social media where can people find you on twitter my name that's uh i i it's funny because i go to a lot of networking events uh for pios and things like that and 
there's only at least one or two people. And it's like, I know you from Twitter. You're always talking about the race. <laughs> and so <laughs> I know I've always, they're like, that's all you talk about is the race. My friends say it on my Instagram and all that as well. They're like, you just always talk about the race. Nothing and wrong I, with that. I, Nothing no, wrong with that. race and Indianapolis Colts are the two things you'll see me talking about the most. But, and, but I will talk about the beaches and stuff because, hey, I promote Treasure Island Beach. I used to promote Clearwater Beach, but... So that's where you'll find me. Just my name on Twitter and uh, same thing on Instagram if you want to follow me. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. We really, really appreciate it. And for everyone listening. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. Everyone listening, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to recap up stuff on the latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Thanks so much to Jason for coming on. If you guys don't follow what Jason's doing, make sure to follow him on social media. Uh, huge Rays fan, talks a lot about the Rays. So great follow for all you guys. Uh, we have a series to preview uh, coming up. It's a two-game set against uh, the Washington Nationals in D.C. Draws a lot of parallels with the uh, the Habs Bolt series, considering the fact that the Nationals used to be the former Montreal Expos. So kind of weird how yeah. all of this stuff is lining up at the exact same time. It's just a little bit annoying and uncomfortable for myself. But we, you know, we we press on and we go on. It's you know, life is life. Wish uh, I could go to those games tomorrow. Oh, on right. Wednesday. Well, I mean, it's you're not in that. College Park right now, right? You're you're back no, at I home. Am. Oh, you, no, oh, you're I'm, in College, I'm in College Park? Park. Yeah. Oh, but why can't you go? There's no one really wants would want to go. I don't think no one's really a Nats fan that I live with. And dude, just dude, just go on your own. Screw it. Just just take the metro down there and just go on your own. <laughs> dude, the College Park Metro like... Station's closed for like four months. They're doing renovations for it. They what? Have you have to ride a this bus to like. To me. Yeah, you have to ride a bus to like. Oh, two... screw it! No. I know. It's a or, I, I mean, I mean, you could go down to like Greenbelt, but like that's probably not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Even though Evan won't be able to go to the games, they're still going on at Nats Park, uh, which I don't even, uh, I, you know, I'm going to pose this. I still don't know if those like apartment buildings around it have been completed. It's been like 12 years. I still don't know if they're completed. I think a lot of them are, but I don't know if it's fully done. I mean, every time I drive to and from home, I go on 395 and it sure looks at, it looks nice over there. It did not look... It sure was not that nice. A couple. I went to two Rays Nats games, I think, in 2018, and it was not like that nice of an area. And it sure has improved over the last three years. I don't know if their apartment complexes are done yet either, but it sure looks like it's going to be a nice apartment area, like for people my age or like a year older, like post grad students. So I can't answer that question now. Well, yeah, shout yeah, out to them. Hopefully, he get said, it done. yeah. Shout out is to that he, apartment complex. Yeah. Fuck y'all talking about. <laughs> Gibby's like, Gibby's like, I don't know these areas. I only know the, the Tampa Navy Bay Yards. area. Yeah. Have you ever been to DC, area. Gibby? No. Uh, oh man, we got to get you up to DC. <laughs> hey, hopefully, if we do raise the road trip, if it somehow works out, then like you guys can spend a day in DC before coming up to Philly with me. That, yeah, yeah, for that, for that. I'm, uh, I'm like 20 minutes outside DC, so. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, Gibby, you can crash with Bree at uh at uh Evans um house. Suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the we're we're like planning this out in real time. <laughs> you gotta cut this. <laughs> no, it's fine. All right, well, we got a series to talk about. Nats Rays DC two game set. Uh, how are y'all feeling about it? Good. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the pitching matchups are. I know Rich p- pitches tomorrow. It's Hale and Waka versus two guys on the Nats that I don't know who's. So no Scherzer, pitching. which is good. We don't have to face Scherzer. I like that. Like I said before, when we played the Nats, I we should take these two games. We're better than them, but we'll probably split it. They always find a way to split. Oh, I have the matchups. Joe Ross and John Lester. I I feel, well, the race faced Lester the last time. Did they face Ross as well? No, we faced uh, Corbin. Yeah, we faced Corbin. That's who they faced. They faced Corbin. So Corbin and and Lester. But yeah, I mean, we're going to, I think we have to win these two because the Sox play, to keep up with the Sox, they play the Royals this week. So and they won tonight, so they're a full game in front of us now. Um, but they've got th- three, I mean, not easy games. The Royals aren't, like, horrible. But we. I think we got to win these two games. I think gain momentum going into the, a weekend trip at, in Buffalo, I think. We play Toronto, I'm pretty sure. And they so. go into the Blue Jays. Here, I can, yep, yep, three-game yeah. set in Buffalo coming up this weekend. Gibby, how are you feeling about everything? Uh, pretty good, you know. I like those pitching matchups. Uh, Hill and Waka, you said, right? 
Yeah, Wonka did pretty good his last um, time up. I was really impressed with him. He had like five innings, like no, like one one or two hits, no runs, or yeah. like one run. I don't, I don't know. No, zero. But, he was in the zeros. He was in the one nothing wild pitch game, so he mm, didn't give okay. up a run. Yeah, yeah. So that was he's pretty good. I like Rich Hill. You know, he he's been pretty. He's been one of our most consistent guys. You know. Um, sometimes towards the tail end of his starts, like he'll give up a few runs, but it should be fine. You got to keep uh, these guys in the ballpark, though. You're at their ballpark. I think Nationals Park is like a very hitter's ballpark, if I'm not mistaken. It's, I think it's like 50 50, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very neutral ballpark. I mean, mm, obviously, there are some guys on the team that can hit. Um, and we'll talk we about got to limit Schwarber. Schwarber's, yeah, been Schwarber's on another, up to 25 now. He's been on Schwarber's another on my fantasy. the last he's got, two He's weeks, got 15 so. homers this month. Yeah, so, crazy. I mean, if if anything, I think if we're going to talk about keys to the series, I think the yeah. first key, consensus first key is limit Kyle Schwarber damage because, my goodness, is he on some yeah. other world? Yeah, limit kind the of... damage because I still need him for fantasy. Yeah, limit it, but fantasy. don't eliminate it. Yeah. For Gibby's sake, limit it, but don't eliminate it. Yeah, they, thanks. Thanks, guys. I know you're listening. <laughs> uh, they definitely are. You know it. Um, all right, keys to the series. Uh, we've already kind of mentioned, I mean, one big one. But, uh, Evan, let's start with you. What are your keys to the series? I think bullpen. I mean, with, with an off day today, like or Monday, I guess, um, and then an off day on Thursday, I expect Cash to use a lot of the bullpen. We're going to have – we have two rest days this week. So, I mean, Rich – I expect to go five or six innings, hopefully. Um, but I think Cash will pull them at like the first sign of kind of a weak a, a fatigue, which I'm fine with. Um, and then Walker's typically like like a four or five inning pitcher, anyways. Since he's come to the Rays, he hasn't pitched like a whole lot into as he started the games. Um, so I think if our bullpen can kind of erase what happened on Sunday, erase that kind of. I want to say a fluke, but I mean, it's happened earlier in the season too, but don't do that again, obviously. Um, and then, I mean, is Soto's, I am I haven't heard Soto's name in a while. I'm assuming he's not injured. He's playing. Yeah, he's just kind of riding under the radar this year. Like he hasn't done anything feel, that's been yeah, like, oh like my God, haven't... but he also hasn't been terrible. He's just kind of there is the best way that I would describe him. Yeah, I would say. One Soto is here. I would say bullpen. Soto is here. Um, good performances from the bullpen in these two games. And then. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber. He's like you said, 15 home runs this month is ridiculous. He's he's old, isn't he? Isn't he relatively old? He came he's out of nowhere. He's like 34, 35. Here, I can't. I can give you some stats on Soto because he, he kind of had a he kind of had a couple struggling seasons, and then this year he's kind of had a, another breakout season. So if we can, he has. Well, I mean, I mean, so um, his twenty twenty season wasn't fantastic, but his twenty nineteen season he hit thirty eight. Oh yeah, so he's so, still had that power. Yeah, he's, he's capable. He's capable, but I don't think this version of capable because this is like he's on pace probably for like fifty right now. Well, I'm glad we're throwing out our lefty pitcher out there. Obviously, I mean we have a lot of lefties in the starting rotation now. Um, so I'm glad we have our best lefty pitcher out there because he's the lefty. Um, and I don't. I mean I don't know how well Schwarber does against lefties, but I assume it's not as good as he does against righties. So that's a positive, I think. Definitely. I have to agree with you on that. Gibby, what are your keys to this series? Yeah, we just got to not have a bullpen day like um, like on Sunday. Our guys had a day of rest, so hopefully they're all like mentally recharged, ready for this away series. We've been pretty good on the road. I said that last time. We went on like a seven-game losing streak on the road, so um, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Definitely want the bullpen to do better. Uh, yeah, Kyle Schwarber kind of tearing it up. And that's all I can really think about with the, with the Nats because we're not we're not seeing Scherzer in this series. So you really just gotta deal with their offense because I mean their their bullpen's not particularly good, and I mean those two starters are dug out. We got to Lester last time, I think, a little bit. Um, so we should do some damage against them. It's just how much damage are they gonna do against us? And our bullpen's been pretty good. So hopefully they don't have a day like Sunday. That's all. That's all I'll put in there. Yeah, Schwarber's currently being shown on uh, on the Sports Center uh, or on Sports Center right now. So I mean, he's like I, I'm kind of echoing off of what you guys have been saying. You want to keep the bats in the ballpark. Pitching's got to rebound, especially the bullpen. Hitting's got to continue to do what they've been doing, but come up in clutch situations, not try to waste any guys on base. 
the Rays have not been good consistently in D.C. or uh, playing against the Expos slash Nationals franchise on the road. I think they're like 6-12 and 12 overall uh, in franchise history against them. So that's not good, but they can hopefully they'll be able to pick something up and they'll be able to figure things out. Um, I just want to echo some thoughts about Bree. Bullpen kind of screwed up in the last one, but they haven't messed up. And oh, no, that was about the last one. So the Rays should be able to handle the Nats and Rich Hill batting will be a treat because Rich Hill will be batting in an ballpark. So True. we finally get to oh, see that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that so that should be good. Also, some some things from Bree quickly. Uh, Gold Bolts, Tyler Glass knows the king of Tampa Bay. Uh, great series versus the Angels. Shohei Otani is an alien. Bullpen kind of screwed up in the last one, but they haven't messed up in in, in so long that they get a pass. Uh, and then the last thing that Bree said leads me into something that we haven't done in a little bit, which is picking out a player or two uh, to kind of highlight for this for this upcoming series. So uh, to start off, Bree's player that she picked uh, was Brett Phillips, uh, the King Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips did said. so good Saturday, though. Yeah, I know, he but she wanted to pick him for that continued success. So yeah. who do you guys have? What players do you guys have? What players are you highlighting that you're hoping are going to continue the good vibes or, or bring back some good stuff coming up? I'll start it off because I think everyone wants this one. Everyone wants Wander to heat up. All right. Yes, sir. You know, we're putting too much I'm putting way too much pressure on him right now, but heat up Wander. Let's let's get let's let's get it going. Let's let's get that let's get the average up. Let's get let's get those runners in. Let's get those homers in. Just just play 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 the baseball you've always played and it'll 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 work out. I mean he's he's drawing a lot of walks. He's got like only like a one twenty five average or something, but he's still drawing like like two a two fifty on base percentage. So I mean the walks are coming together a little bit, but the hits he's just ground he's like grounding out a lot and he's hitting a lot of pop flies. Once he gets the contact going, he's gonna he's gonna go to the moon. Yeah. So the two players that I'm looking forward to like not like bounce back, but just kind of stand out the series it, first of all, Randy with like Wander's kind of emergence and call up the last week, I feel like He's gotten all the attention. People kind of forget about Randy, me, myself included. And he's still having a good year. He's still a rookie, but like he's still a very, very good player. And I feel like with Wander up there, he just gets kind of overshadowed because Wander, I mean, is well-deserved, a very highly touted prospect, the number one prospect two years in a row. Um, so I kind of look for him to kind of not bounce back, but have a good series this series. Um, but then on Wednesday, I look for Walker to continue his success that he had last week. He... I think he almost had five no-hit innings. I think he had like five, four and two-thirds. Yeah, somewhere around um, there. Went five innings, which I don't think he's done in a while. But um, I look for him to have another good uh, performance, and hopefully he can get the sweep for us. So Yeah, I, I like those. Um, I, am, I got a couple. I got at least two guys on the position player side of things. So – um, I'm going to keep sticking with my boy Bilal because I need to keep sticking with him until bad things happen. So I'm just going to ride the, ride the wave, ride the train. He had a home, he had a home run Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think he had yeah. one or two in the series, which is good, but I just, I just need to keep doing it. Like, like I need to keep the good vibes going with him. So I'm just going to keep riding with him. Yeah. you um, do Cause he's still hitting just 200, like flat. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need not the average is not important. Yeah, but I mean, still, I just need him yeah. to continue to do better. Um, I want to see Yandy pick it up. I know that Yandy's been – I feel like he's kind of been thrown to the side a little bit with with, with Wander coming up, but I still think that I really I, I really want to see Yandy pick things up, continue to be successful on both sides. He, he's uh, still that walk master. He is. Walk he, he man never himself. stopped that. And I want to see I want to see Pete have, like, another one or two good outings uh, just because, I mean, he really struggled in that uh, – um, he really struggled during that losing streak, and I know that he had that good outing at the end of the. Wait, wait, was he also in the? Um, he was the guy on the mound during during the Red Sox blow up game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I need I, I need him to 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 bounce back in a big way because he's been struggling the last couple of games. Oh um, yeah, I wouldn't blame it all. Like it. it no, I'm not gonna blame it all on him, but yeah. I just I, I mean, meant his mental confidence yeah, right now is at an all time low. 
I agree. But it's not his fault we lost those games, though. Yeah, it's I understand not, that. But he, he just he, he needs to there. he needs to pick things up for himself. Like like yeah. I think if he could do that for himself, then that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah. So those are my guys. Uh, if you guys have anyone, uh, let us know. Comment. Uh, just let us know. Let let us know who you think is your big um, uh, are are your players to watch for this series. Uh, let's go over some quick news around the world of baseball. Um, and if we want to talk about some other stuff, uh, we can. I want to start off quickly with college baseball. We can talk about this quickly, but the NC State situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. NC State was in and uh, they had COVID issues, players. Um, their uh, players tested positive for COVID. Um, the, the team wasn't fully vaccinated. Uh, however, they still tested positive. They like half the team just didn't play in the one game. And then NCAA was like, no, we just don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, I guess, and said that the game against Vandy, the second game was a no contest, and uh, they almost all automatically moved Vandy on to the national championship series against uh, what was eventually the Mississippi State. I just wanted to everyone get everyone's quick thoughts about it because I know it's been a very polarizing topic, and NCA once again is in the middle of another issue. Um, re- regardless of how you see it, it's you know it's still an issue. Uh, how did you guys? see it and kind of feel it out i mean you know you you see you you sympathize with with uh, nc state a little bit but you know it's kind of kind of like this is why the mlb teams are like almost all fully vaccinated like more than 90 percent because they they just don't want to deal with that like if you want to win and you you don't want you don't want to have like to deal with this stuff I, i know they're all in college and like you know they probably listen to a little bit too much joe rogan but like the like you, you, you're trying to win here. You know, you, you don't want this like disease getting away because it, it's been getting in the way of every of every sport. I mean, you can't you can't stop. You can't like get away from that. Like, and and you have a preventative measure to keep that from going. Now, I'm not sure if it was a breakthrough case, even like because like the delta, like the new like kind of variants going around in the United States, su- sometimes make the vaccines less less effective. So. You know, that might not even be the case, but like, it, it's definitely an issue. You know, you don't want to see someone out of the tournament because of that, but it, it happened. You know, you like, you can't like delay the tournament like two weeks and you don't want to send people out there with COVID because that's just unethical, like completely. So, I mean, it sucks, but this it, it's what's been happening in the, in the sports world and it's something we're going to have to adjust to until, I don't know, science improves. Yeah, Evan, Evan, what are your thoughts about it? I mean, what you said, it was just very frustrating. Like a lot of, obviously me being from Raleigh, which is where NC State is located. A lot of my home friends either grew up NC State fans and or go to currently NC State. And so they were extremely frustrated. I mean, it, it just in terms of like, this is completely unrelated to COVID, but like just in terms of how bad, like an unlucky NC State athletics have always been that I've grown up it's seeing, true. like they seem to get every bad break and like I I did not grow up in NC State I didn't grow up an NC State fan at all um but I mean I just feel bad for them I feel horrible for the players I feel bad for the coaches I feel bad for their students and their fans and like the family of the players but like it's just it's just a really bad break like I wish it didn't happen but I don't have an alternative what the NCAA should have done for well they shouldn't have announced it at 2 a.m that's that that was not a good look they I don't know why they did that honestly but I, I don't know what else they could have done, really. It's just a really unfortunate situation. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, an, an option, I don't know how feasible it was, but I don't know how long it would have taken for the players to clear COVID protocols. I mean, I, I, would, I think it's 10 days now, but they could have gotten it before that. So it might have been a short, shorter uh, delay, but I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just very frustrating um, and you feel for the players, but yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a rough situation overall. I wanted to make sure that we talked about it. I mean, it's just uh, it's just such an NC State thing. Like I don't know yeah. how I don't. It's I don't like know how, it's like Mets gonna. Uh, is this like the college version of Mets gonna Mets? It and like Atlanta sports pretty much. Yeah, in a like that's it's. I don't know how how much you guys have seen NC State athletics, but they seem to have a bad break. And I, I've, I've seen like, them get some bad breaks. Before. Yeah, this is just like NC State in a nutshell right now, pretty much. Like they finally have a good opportunity to win something, a championship, and this happens. And it's I just feel it's, bad for them. It's it's but, it's not an ideal situation. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Also, okay. Vandy, um, news just this just in. Um, Mookie Betts just 
like like a a ball just like bounced off the catcher's bit and he like pogo he like ping pong ball uh, like a baseball like and like gave it back to the um, it, was, it was pretty cool it was a pretty cool move i mean he, i mean mookie betts is a he is a freak of nature as we know um he it wasn't a hit or anything he just he, he's not as much of a freak of nature as Shohei time it's still a freak of nature he literally just juggled the baseball off his bat like for like two two hits but he is, that, he is, that was literally he, all that happened he's an insane human being that's what we found out. We got two new participants, the Home Run Derby, uh, Trey Mancini and Trevor Story, who will be repping his home team with the Colorado Rockies and will be repping his home park at Coors Field, which uh, honestly, I know that like Story's not like the big home run hitter that everyone wants, but I'm kind of for that because he I'm, knows that park really well and he hits some big home runs and, there. And I'm surprised this is this is his first Home Run Derby, if I believe. And yeah, I'm just, this is first like, this just seems like an event that has his name written all over it. Like, yeah, yeah he's he has, used to he's used to the lack of oxygen up there. And he hasn't hit a whole. He's hit like nine home runs this year. Like he's had a pretty lackluster year power wise. But like in the past, he's hit. He has. He's usually hit a ton of home runs. He hits them a long way. And, he knows how to hit home runs though. That's the biggest thing. And and he's a righty, yeah, so he's got I, a chance of hitting the scoreboard. And I think that I just can't believe that this is his first time. Like I just feel like this is an event made for him. And I'm excited to see like this world. I mean, it's Otani, Alonzo, Mancini, and Stellar Story for right now. Like those are four really good home run hitters, and I think this is going to be a cool event. I'm so happy that Otani said yes. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was such a. It's it sucks that both um, who is it Tatis and and Vlad, Vlad both said no. Um, I can I understand why, but yeah, I mean it is what it is. Uh, Willie hit a home run tonight. Shout out to Willie. The Brewers had a 10-run inning, which is also insane. But, yeah, no, Willie hit it up into the, um, what do they call it, like the Budweiser flight deck or whatever the hell it is there. Like, he hit an absolute moonshot. Road so, Willie, as usual. Yeah, Road Willie is in full form because he's no longer at the Trop. So, he's yeah. Road Willie all day. When we play the Brewers at the Trop, like, he's going to be so bad. He's gonna be home <laughs> like watch them, yeah, watch them, like, not going to hit that series. He's going to be, be, like, he, he's just that cursed at the Trop. Watch him. No. Like, he must like the lighting in the trop. He just must not be able to see very well, or something. Or the batter's eye must not line up with him very well, because something was wrong. Something he just could not hit the trop. And that's uh, absolutely hilarious, though, that like, that's the case. I mean, it's you know, baseball's weird, so that's just you know, it's just part of it. But it's just it's it's still hilarious how everything kind of panned out with that. Vlad still has a wagon and is tied with Otani in the lead for home runs. He's killing it. We love Vlad. Uh, Tatis had a three-home run game, which was cool. I don't know if we talked about that last podcast, but I wanted to mention that Tatis had a three-home run game. I'm trying to think. Any other notable baseball news that has happened recently? I'm trying to like go through other events that have happened. Um, the, the Mariners pitcher got ejected yes! yesterday. Yes. Um, the sticky substances. Oh, if, can if we talk about telling, Scherzer getting checked telling, three times? Yeah, yeah that, you you weren't you weren't there for us to talk about that. We could talk oh, about that for a second. But um, I mean, I mean, that was pretty funny though. Scherzer, that that's Romo gonna be just, the next unwritten rule, pretty much. Is like a, another team can't ask the umps to check someone. I feel like honestly, that's that. I wouldn't be. That's a really good point. I wouldn't be surprised if that like, happened. Because I mean, it's kind of insulting, like in, in a way. Like I understand why teams do it, but. It's just in bad taste. Like, I I completely understand why Scherzer kind of lost his mind because he's like, I get checked every inning. Like, I'm not using something. And Yeah, he wouldn't just change it after an inning. Exactly. Especially when he knows he's going to get checked again. Like, Scherzer's not a 20-year-old. He's been in the league for a decade plus. Like, he's not stupid. Yeah, that's true. He's not stupid. He's a smart man. Um, yeah, all that stuff was crazy. But, yeah, no, the guy on the um, pitcher on the Mariners first guy to actually get ejected. And his glove was put in, like, a freaking trash bag. It was like <laughs> a police – it was like a crime scene. Like, it was like an <laughs> evidence bag. It's so funny how just, like, obnoxiously big the bag was that they put the glove in. Like, they could have easily used a smaller bag. But, no, they literally used, like, a like like an actual trash bag to put the, ball, uh, to put the glove like, in. Oh, my. And, I mean, I don't really get – I mean, what he said, it, he's like, I just used rosin, which obviously is legal. And apparently he used it on his glove hand, which rosin mixed with sweat makes it, sti- makes it stippy, sticky substance. This is and true. Which le- was, was on his glove. And the umps didn't know what it was. They just felt something st- sticky. So they decided to eject him. I don't think he'll get suspended. I don't think he should get suspended, but I don't think he should either. But I mean, baseball, I mean, they're who knows? They're going to set the baseball. precedent. I think, I think they're going to get him a few games. 
like just i don't think it'll precedent. be egregious because i don't think he tried yeah. to be egregious but i think that'll probably like i don't know with baseball that's the big thing um oh talk about the all-star voting no raise yeah no raise yeah. in the all-star voting uh it's unfortunate but it's, it's it's yeah, not it's, it's baseball like yeah. it's gonna happen i mean z should get in because he's been one of the best catchers in baseball this year who knows that that's actually gonna happen i feel like that really speaks to how much of a team the rays are like really like teamwork oriented i i like all of them have like similar stats almost uh, just in different ways like they all they all got similar like everyone on our team has similar production i mean i don't think i don't think there's like an easy out on the lineup like honestly you're 100 percent right on that i don't think that there is that makes complete sense wow Maybe Lau sometimes. <laughs> Shush. Against Lau when he's in when he's in the yeah. Lau against lefties. Hey, Lau hey, against he committed lefties. Le- you can mark it he committed a... lefty on lefty crime uh, this week, so it's fine. You can mark it as a ninety-five mile an hour fastball up nah. in the zone strikeout. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. Don't do that. No, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Um, I don't got anything. I mean, the hey, only I'm, thing I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get him to prove me wrong. So. So. Yeah, yeah, keep doing it. Hopefully, it'll prove yeah. wrong. Um, I got nothing else. If you guys don't get anything else, then then let's wrap this thing up. You guys good? I'm all good. Yeah. All right, awesome. All right, well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to this latest episode of Race Roof. We really appreciate all the support y'all have given us. Um, if you guys don't follow what we're doing, uh, social media Razor Roof TV, website RazorRoofTV.com, our email account, business account RazorRoofTV at gmail.com. Any comments, questions, concerns that you guys have about what we're doing overall or on this podcast, make sure to email us there. We'll get back to you guys as soon as we can. Uh, for this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, share, all that good stuff. So from all of us, uh, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up. <laughs>